The Mets meet the St. Louis Cardinals here at Bush Stadium, and Bob Murphy, Lindsey Nelson, and I on hand to bring you all the action. And you'll enjoy it more with Rheingold Extra Dry. Hope you got plenty of nights wherever you're listening along the Rheingold Beach. Rheingold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst because it's food extra dry. Smoother, crisper, livelier, Rheingold after Rheingold. Well, it's Bennett Fever here in St. Louis as the St. Louis Cardinals lead in the National League by one-half game. All over town, they're talking about the possibility of another World Series here in St. Louis, something that has not happened since 1946. So while they talk about the World Series, right now would be a good time to light up a cool. Enjoy extra coolness you can feel in your throat. Look cool with a pure white thriller. This podcast is authorized and the radio rights granted by the New York Mets, solely for the entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express written consent of the New York Mets is prohibited. Well, the St. Louis Cardinals, on the verge of an eight-game winning streak and on the verge of winning the National League pennant. They have three games with the New York Mets. If they win them all, they can go all the way and take on the American League champion. And going for the Cardinals tonight, their strong right-hander, Bob Gibson. Five, 28 years of age, 6'1", 185 pounds, from Omaha, Nebraska. His record this year, 18 wins, 11 losses. He has won three of those from the New York Mets. Lifetime against the Mets, he has won six and lost one. Opposing him on the mound, one of the Mets' 10-game winning pitchers, Al Jackson. Al, left-handed, 28 years of age, 5'10", 160 pounds, from Houston, Texas. Al has won 10 this year, lost 16. He has won one and lost one against the St. Louis Cardinals in 1964 and lifetime against the Cardinals 5-5. Five and five. One of those 5-5, five and five, a one nothing win over Bob Gibson, probably one of the greatest games that Al has ever pitched. For the New York Mets, they will have Bobby Krause leading off and playing second base. George Altman will play left field. He'll be batting second. Batting third and playing right field, Joe Christopher. Now the Cardinals take the field. Batting in the fourth position, Ed Greenpool at first base. Batting fifth, playing center field, Jim Hickman. The sixth batter will be the catcher, Jesse Gonder. Batting seven, playing third base, Charlie Smith. The eighth batter, Roy McMillan, playing shortstop. And Al Jackson, the pitcher, will be batting ninth. The umpires take their stations. A very nice night for baseball here in St. Louis. And right now, our national anthem.
Jones here and right point to the flag staff in center field on Old Glory. We're about set to get ready for this final series for the New York Mets with the St. Louis Cardinals. Presented by the Brewers of Ryan Gold Extra Drive. Ryan Gold, your host on these broadcasts for the third consecutive year, and we surely hope you enjoy them. One great way to enjoy a ball game is with a refreshing glass of fine beer. And everywhere along the Rangel beat, people think of fine beer, they think of Rangel Extra Dry. Rangel is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst because it's food extra dry. Smoother, crisper, livelier, completely thirst quenching. Brewed by people who love beer for people who love beer. Brewed to be as good to your taste as it is to your thirst. Rangel after Rangel. So wherever you are along the Rangel beat, Pour yourself a tall, cool Wrangell extra dry and settle back for this ball game. An important game for the St. Louis Cardinals and, of course, the New York Mets. Now with a temperature of 69 degrees, here's a man who is always cool on the microphone, Bob Murphy. Thank you very much, Ralph, and hi, everybody. Bobby Klaus stepping in to lead off against Bob Gibson. Gibson, the hard-throwing right-hander, who is challenging for the National League strikeout leadership. Gibson, 18 wins and 11 losses on the year. Now the wind-up, first pitch of the ball game, and it's taken high. One ball and no strike. So he now set up defensively with Bill White playing first. Fastball right in, a call strike. One ball and one strike. Hitting in Javier is the second baseman. Dick Drake playing short. Ken Boyer third. In the outfield, the Redbirds have Lee Brock in left. Big foot in the center and a round in right field of Mike Shannon. Inside and high, two balls and a strike on Bobby Klaus. Ben and Fever gripping the city of St. Louis, Missouri. All the fans here in St. Louis tonight while watching the ball game will keep an eye on the score in Cincinnati. The Reds are at home against Philadelphia. Breaking ball off the outside corner. Now Gibson goes behind on Bobby Klaus, three and one. Bob Gibson leading the Cardinals staff at innings pitch. He already has worked 275 innings. Allowed 240 hits. Three on delivery. Ground ball hit the shortstop. Fit great flashing to his right. Throws the first. Out of first base. Wide throw by Drake, but White put the flag on Bobby Cloud. Bobby tried to slide under it, but White got him just in time. If the Cardinals sweep the series from the New York Mets, they will win the National League pennant regardless of anything Cincinnati might do. As of this moment, a four-way tie is still possible in the National League. If St. Louis wins tonight, they eliminate the Giants and the Phillies. Now the pitch to George Altman is inside in Lewis Ball 1. Tonight in Cincinnati, 17-game winner Chris Short will pitch for Philadelphia. 17-game winner Yellow 2 for the Cincinnati Reds. Now the pitch to Altman, Big George whacks it foul back upstairs and out of play. Johnny Keene pitching Bob Gibson at 18-game winner tonight. Now the 1-1 delivery. Alvin Bunce fouled on the third baseline. No play. 1-2. and two. Ray Sadecki, a 20-game winner, will be on the mound tomorrow. And Kurt Simmons on Sunday afternoon if the pennant is still up for grabs. Well, the New York Mets Al Jackson tonight. Jack Fisher tomorrow. Galen Sisko on Sunday. Now Gibson with a count of one ball and two strikes. Lines and pitches. Line drive up the middle. A base hit by George Altman. Third flood moving over toward the alley, plays it quickly back to the infield of Javier, and Altman is on with a whistling single up the middle. One out and one on. That'll bring up Joe Christopher. 
Taylor has been the best leading hitter throughout the season against the St. Louis Cardinals. Against Cardinal pitching, Joe wrapping the ball at a better than 400 clip. Eddie Crane, Brule hitting cleanup tonight. Eddie moving out on deck. Jim Hickman in center field hitting fifth. Jesse Gander batting sixth. Charlie Smith seventh. Roy McMillan eighth. Al Jackson ninth. Fastball over. Strike one call to Joe Christopher. Game is being delayed in Cincinnati to allow the fans to all get in. Their crowds have been disappointing the last three games. But tonight, apparently, a much better crowd will be on hand. Smash it through the hole. A base hit the right by Joe Christopher. Open around second will hold there because Mike Shannon, the rookie outfielder playing right field for the Cardinals, has a tremendous arm. Shannon has a real howitzer. He can throw with anybody in the major leagues today. And now the Mets on back-to-back singles have runners at first and second. One man out of the batter coming up is Eddie Crane Poole. Joe Christopher, trying to fight back to the 300 mark, came into the game hitting at 299. Now Eddie Cranebrew hitting against Bob Gibson. Eddie's average has dropped off 18 or 20 points over the last month since he jammed a wrist in the game in Cincinnati and has had to hit with the wrist tape. Makes it tough to be as fast with the bat. Now the pitch to him. Low and outside, one ball and no strikes. Joe Christopher, singling the right field, is now hitting an even 300. Sheriff Robinson on the coaching lines at first. Wes Westrom coaching at third. Cardinals have the infield playing toward the middle looking for two. They're just the outside corner of Carl Strike. One ball and one strike on Eddie Cranepool. Eddie hitting at 251 on the year with nine home runs and 40 runs batted in. Jim Hickman waiting in the on-deck circle. Now Gibson delivers one and one. Way outside, two balls and a strike. Well, at the All-Star break on the 7th of July, Bob Gibson was having a disappointing season. Over the first half of the year, he won six and he lost six. But since the All-Star break, Gibson has won 12, lost only four. He has won eight of his last nine decisions. Pitching two and one. Five ball back into the screen. No play, and it's two and two. Despite rain throughout the day in the New York area and a light rain this evening, the Indians and the Yankees are playing a big game at Yankee Stadium. Tom Trash hitting a three-run homer, and the Yankees get five in the third inning. They lead Cleveland five to two at the end of three innings. Whitey Ford pitching against Jack Curley. The Orioles lead Detroit six to one at the end of three behind Robin Roberts. White Sox are at home playing a doubleheader with Kansas City. Foul ball back to the screen, no play. First game at Comiskey Park, the White Sox are leading Kansas City 4-2 at the end of eight innings. Hoyt Wilhelm has come on in the sixth inning in relief of Juan Pizarro, an 18-game winner. In a day game, the Angels beat Minnesota 5-4. Kelsey the winner and trapped the loser. Armin Killebrew and Andy Rogers, or Bob Rogers, had home runs in that game. The Mets, if they can win tonight can assure the fact that the pennant race goes to the final day. The 2-2 delivery, ground ball hit down to first, right up with it. Here's the second, a low throw, everybody's see. Bases loaded. Low throw by Bill White as he tried to get the runner at second, Joe Christopher. Dick Grill tried to dig it out of the day, he was unable to cope with it. And now the bases are loaded, one man out. Bill White fielding the hard-hit grounder by Eddie Cranebull deep behind the bag at first. It'll be an arrow charge down the throw made by Bill White. Base is loaded, one man out. Jim Hickman batting now against Bob Gibson. 
Jim had a great series in Milwaukee to raise his average about 14 points. Here's the pitch on the way. Curve is in. Strike one call. Cardinals in the outfield are deep and around toward left. Jim had 10 hits of the three games at Milwaukee. A swing and a miss on a fastball. Strike two. Gibson in a jam, and he is really reaching back now for that extra supply of energy. Gibson, a flamethrower, one of the hardest throwers in baseball, has struck out 236 men this year. Lead runner on third is George Altman. Joe Christopher on second. Eddie Crane, Bula on first. One out. The two-strike delivery. Breaking ball off the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. Jesse Gander is in the on-deck circle. Gibson has a lifetime record against New York of six wins and one loss. Now Gibson winding the one-two delivery. A swing of the nose. He's taking out. Bob Gibson fans Jim Hickman. Now there are two away and Jesse Gander coming up. Jesse hurt his wrist and his shoulder in a collision at home plate in the middle of the game of the series in Milwaukee. He is not in the original starting lineup posted by Casey tonight, but after taking batting practice, feeling pretty good and hitting a few long shots during the batting drills, he is placed in the lineup against Gibson. Gander hitting a 271. Bases loaded, two down. Curve is foul off of his leg, no play. Gibson coming in a hurry off the mound, not taking any chances. Braves and Parents are playing a doubleheader tonight in Milwaukee. The first game, no score at the end of five innings. Braves, a red-hot ball club. They've won 17 of their last 22. Six in a row. Wood and Conninger are the pitchers in the first game tonight in Milwaukee. It's one of the few games in the National League with no bearing on the pennant race. A chopper hit off the plate. Coming to the line is Gibson. It goes foul. No play. Gibson trying to get to it before it could go foul. It was a chopper hit off home plate. Now Gibson has a two-strike count on Jesse Gunder. Gibson is exceptionally strong. He can throw a lot of pitches in a nine-inning ball game without losing any zip off of that fastball. They have an ideal night for the game, a night the pitchers can really stay strong. Not chilly, just right. Now Gibson taking a moment to tighten up his shoelaces. After Bobby Klaus was thrown out by Dick Grote, George Altman singled to center, Christopher singled to right, George stopped at second. Dane Brewer reached on a fielder's choice, and error was charged to White when he tried to get a force play on Christopher and made a low throw. Now the pitch. Taken high, one ball and two strikes on Jesse Gander. Five of the last six games played between the Mets and the Cardinals have been decided by the margin of one run. The one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. He's 39, and Gander's going to argue. There's a breaking ball that had Jesse Field. It was down around his shoe top. Jesse started off with and tried to hold up on the swing, and Bill Tchaikovsky, veteran Nashville governor, called him out. Side retired as Gibson pitches out of a jam. No runs, two hits, one error, three left on. And the score in the middle of the first inning. The New York Mets nothing and the St. Louis Cardinals coming to bat. Now music to twist all the way to the refrigerator bag. (laughs) 
St. Louis, like the Milwaukee Brewers, a real good offensive ball club. They have a lot of hitting. Now Jackson winds the 1-1 delivery. A grounder hits slowly on the right side. Crane here running for it. Here's the Jackson covering in time, and Brock is out. So two up and two set aside by Al Jackson, and that'll bring up Dick Grove, the shortstop. Dick hitting at 290. One home run and 69 runs batted in. No score last half of the first inning. Mets had the bases loaded. In the top of the inning, but Bob Gibson pitched out of the gym by striking out Jim Hickman and Jesse Gander. Now, Alvin over the head, down comes the pitch. Ground ball hit hard to short. McMillan grabs the hop. Strides and throws, and the side is out. So Jackson gets the Redbirds 1 2 3 in the last of the first inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of one, the Mets nothing and the Cardinals nothing. Baseball season winds up and last day is a playoff Sunday afternoon. So that'll be the end of the 1964 official season, and then the curtains will go up on the annual Fall Classic, the World Series. World Series this year will open in the National League City if it is won by the St. Louis Cardinals. The series will start here in St. Louis at Bush Stadium on Wednesday afternoon. Been an exciting year, certainly one of the most exciting in the history of the senior circuit. An exciting year for the New York Mets with many tremendous events taking place during the year. Memorable events like the 23-inning game with the Giants. The perfect game pitched by Jim Bunning. Many other highlights of the home season, and you'll see candid photos of them in the final edition of the New York Mets yearbook. No more will be printed, and there does remain a very limited supply, which is available for purchase by mail. So if you'd like to have a copy of the Mets yearbook for your baseball library to come through from time to time during the winter, send 50 cents to Mets yearbook, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Now, Charlie Smith will come up against Bob Gibson as we move now to the second inning, no score. Gibson winds, down comes his pitch, fast slider, it's outside, one ball and no strikes. Roy McMillan on deck, and then Al Jackson. On singles by Altman and Christopher, and an arrow charge to Bill White. The Mets loaded the bases in the first inning. Ground ball hammered down to third, backhand stab by Boyer. Here's the peg, out of third. and the Cardinal infield backs up a talented pitching staff and certainly one of the best in the business. Third baseman Ken Boyer turning in a real sparkler. He had to make the backhand play whirling toward the line then had to scramble from his knees and throw the runner out. One away and nobody on. McMillan takes low outside. One ball and no strikes. The last time the Mets faced Gibson here in St. Louis they had him beat going to the ninth inning. High fly ball hit the right center field, not too deep. Coming in is Kurt Flood, the center fielder, and in the alley in right center, he puts it away for the out. One of the couple setbacks Casey and the Mets had to take all year was the game they finally lost to Gibson. The last time they were in St. Louis, they had him beat three runs during the ninth inning, but the Cardinals got four runs in the last of the ninth inning to win. Two outs and nobody on. Al Jackson batting against Bob Gibson. We're in the top of the second inning. No score. Swing and a miss. Strike one. 
Well, the Yankees trying to win their fifth straight pennant. Their magic number is two. The White Sox playing a doubleheader tonight have won their first game. Breaking ball down under the knees. One ball and one strike. Whitey Ford looking for his 17th win. The Yankees lead Cleveland. Five to two going to the sixth inning. Gibson, a fast worker, winds and pitches. Ground ball, banks the shortstop. Coming in is good. He throws from the edge of the carpet. In time, and the crowd is out. Gibson retiring at the tail end of the batting order. One, two, three in the second. No runs, no hits, no errors. None left on. At the end of an inning and a half to score, the Mets nothing and the Cardinals nothing. Now here's some advice for all smokers who are dissatisfied with their present cigarette. What kind of cigarette do you smoke? Plain, filter, or one of those new menthols? Makes no difference. You're not smoking cool enough till you come up to cool. Only cool gives you rich, mellow tobaccos and extra coolness you draw free and easy through cool's pure white filter. That refreshing extra coolness you feel in your throat. Cool's menthol magic, refreshing all day through. Feel extra coolness in your throat as cool comes through for you. You'll be smoking cool, cool all the time when you come up to cool. Cool. Filter Kings with the pure white filter. Last of the second inning, Ken Boyer, the Cardinal cleanup batter, comes up first against Al Jackson. Boyer leading at the National League and runs batted in with 117. Another big year for the outstanding third baseman of St. Louis, Ken Boyer. Next to base hits, Boyer has 29 doubles, 10 triples, and 23 home runs. Batting 297, he has knocked in 117 runs. And he plays a tremendous amount of third base. Kenny, right-hand hitter. Plants that back foot near the restraining line, and the outfield plays him deep and around toward left. Here's the pitch on the way. It's over at the letters. Strike one call. Little Al Jackson, five and five, lifetime against the talented St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals started their great surge on the 24th of August. Now the pitch thrown by Jackson. A ground ball hit the second base. Bobby Klaus takes it out of the dirt, throws to Crane Pool, and they have Boyer. One away, nobody on. St. Louis Cardinals have won 27 of their last 36 ball games. 27 and 9. They started their streak on the 24th of August. Right now, they are riding an eight-game winning streak. They started the winning streak after they left Shea Stadium. The last ball game, they were beaten. They were beaten by Casey and the Mets, 2-1 in Shea Stadium. A ball game pitched by Galen Sisko and Bill Hunter. St. Louis then went on to Pittsburgh and swept a five-game series from the Bucks. Bill White fouls it off strike one. Then they came home. Philadelphia came into St. Louis, and the Cardinals swept the three-game series. Al Jackson with a one-strike count on Bill White. Now the pitcher on the way. A ground ball stabbed by Jackson. He reached over his head to grab it. Throws to Cranville. Him in down. Hard ground ball. And Jackson, who is quick as a cat on that mound, went over his head with a glove hand and flagged it down. 
who happened to set aside the hitter of Julian Javier. At Cincinnati tonight, Chris Short against Jim O'Toole, two left-handers that have won 17 games. Phillies are out without scoring in the first inning. Cincinnati are half game back. The Cardinals were idle yesterday. The Reds won last night, beating Pittsburgh 5-4. Pitch to Javier is low and outside. One ball at no strike. Philadelphia had runners on at first and second when Alex Johnson uh, made the third out of the inning. So Philadelphia threatened in the first, and now Cincinnati coming up. Julian Javier is the batter. Mike Shannon, the right fielder, is on deck. No score. We're in the last of the second inning. Now the pitch to Javier. He let up on it a little bit. Taking high. Two balls and no strikes. Tonight's game is being broadcast from Bush Stadium in St. Louis. No television tonight. However, the final two games of the season, tomorrow and Sunday, will be both broadcast and televised back to New York. We'll be on tomorrow at 12.55 p.m. New York time. Now the 2-0 delivered to Javier. Hit foul outside third and on down the left field line, 2-1. and one. Tomorrow, Ray Sadecki, a 20-game winner, pitches for Johnny Keene's Cardinals. For Casey Smets, it'll be right-hander Jack Fisher looking for his 11th win of the season. In the Sunday game, if the pennant is still up for grabs, it'll be Kurt Simmons going for the Cardinals against Galen Sisko. Now the 2-1 delivery. Bouncing ball slowly. In comes Bobby Klaus. He throws on the run. In time, and his side is out. Good play by Bobby Klaus. Javier, a real speedster, going down the line with both jets wide open. The slow grounder had to be charged by Bobby Klaus, and his sidearm peg was just in time. Three up and three down in the Cardinals' second. No runs, no hits, no errors, done left on. Now at the end of two innings to score, the New York Mets nothing, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the voice of the Mets in the Northeast. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson from St. Louis, where the Mets now hit against Bob Gibson in the third inning. Tomorrow's game at the noon starting time in St. Louis, 1 p.m. in New York. Sunday afternoon, it will be on the air, both radio and television, at 2.25 p.m. New York time. This National League race would really be something in the standings tomorrow morning if the Mets won, the Phillies won, and the Giants won. Now the pitcher on the way, a breaking ball, low and outside, one ball and no strikes. Joe Jaltman waiting on deck, and then Joe Christopher. Bobby O for one, the pitch by Gibson. Low and outside, two balls and no strikes. Gibson, a strong, hard-throwing right-hander, has won eight of his last nine decisions. 2-0 delivery. Breaking ball, it's outside. Ball three, three and nothing. Now Gibson falls behind a 3-0. His last batting was the first game of the Philly series here in St. Louis, and he beat Philadelphia 5-1. 3-0 delivery. It's over at the knees for a call strike, three and one. Now Bobby checking with West Westrum to get the information from Casey Stingle. Three-one delivery. Call strike on the inside corner. He came back with a fastball, and now it's a full count, three and two. Gibson occasionally will hit a streak of wildness, and they try to wait him out. 
Now the 3-2 delivery. A ground ball bounced to short. Dick Rue boots it for a moment, recovers and throws in time. First play at first base. Rue had to scramble after booting the ground. Bill White stretching out to help make the play possible and bounces out on a close play at first base. One away and nobody on. George Altman coming up. George single to center field in the first inning. George was later left stranded on third when Bob Gibson struck out Hickman and Gondor with the bases loaded. Now the pitcher on the way. Ground ball bounced toward the middle. It's going on through. A base hit to center field. Big George takes the turn and he has his second base hit. Altman singles to center. That brings up Joe Christopher. All right, here it's Joe Christopher with one out and one on. The stretch by Bob Gibson, the pitch on the way. It's a fastball in there, a strike is called. One strike and no ball. Right-hand man up there. George off on the runner at first base. He's had two out of two against Gibson. Now the stretch, the pitch on the way to Christopher, and here it is. There goes the runner. Low outside, there's a peg. Safe a stolen base. He beat McCarver's throw. A stolen base for Altman. So the Mets have a man in scoring position. For Altman. That's his fourth stolen base. One ball, one strike. One moment, we'll go back to Cincinnati. Here's the stretch, the pitch to Christopher. A bouncing ball up the middle, might get through. Groot goes behind second, throws to first in time. So Altman advances a third, there's two out. Now let's switch to Cincinnati. Anything happen there, Roy? Yes, there is the Reds have taken a one-to-nothing lead as Frank Robinson loops a fly just fair down the right field line, scoring Pete Rose from third. Robinson's on second base now, two out. And Darren Johnson is the hitter. So the Reds are out in front, one to nothing in their ballgame. And still batting in the first. Here's Cranepool, and it's a strike over the outside corner call. Ed Cranepool, who was safe on an air, his first time at bat. Now the wind, and here's the pitch. He swung late trying to hit the ball to left field, missed it. Two strikes, no balls, two out. We're in the third. Crane pulled the batter. The score, well, there is none. Cincinnati, the Reds lead, one to nothing, and still batting the first. Here's the pitch, and it's a little bit outside. At the end of one in Cincinnati, the Reds won. Philadelphia, nothing. Two strikes and a ball on Ed Crane pulled. Now Bob Gibson gets ready. Into the wind-up, the pitch on the way. A slow tap, and it's foul. Two strikes and a ball. Cranepool, the left-handed batter, big kid, just 20 years old. Got a handsome bonus to sign with the Mets. Two strikes and a ball. Pittsburgh's taking a 2 to nothing lead. In the seventh of Milwaukee. The White Sox won their first game to move to within two games of first place, three to two. The Yankees are leading in their game. Two strikes and a ball. Here's the pitch on the way. It's a fastball going away. That evens it up, two balls, two strikes. Two balls, two strikes. 
Crane Fool waiting. Now the wind, and here's the pitch on the left. High and outside ball three. Three balls, two strikes. The next man up would be Jim Hickman. He fanned in the first inning. Three balls, two strikes on Cranepool. Two men are out, third inning. Left-hand batter digging in. Now the wind-up here is the pitch on the way. There's a base hit, and the fifth lead one to nothing. Cranepool lined a single to left. And so in Cincinnati, the Reds lead one to nothing at the end of one. In St. Louis, New York leads the Cardinals one to nothing in the top of the third. And he ripped that one. He went right with the pitch and he hit it hard. A line shot in the left. Cincinnati scored their run when Frank Robinson blooped the double into the outfield to score the runner from third base. And they lead one nothing. The Mets now lead here one nothing with Jim Hickman batting. Jim was struck out by Gibson with the bases jammed in the first inning. Round ball hit toward the hole. Off the glove of Kenny Boyer, it rolls out into left field. Cranepool flying for third, and he'll go in standing up when Good has trouble picking the ball up. Runners on first and third, and we'll wait for the scoring. That ball hit by Hickman was a grounder hit toward the hole. Boyer was trying to go to his glove side and cut it off. He got his glove on it, but couldn't hold it, and it trickled into short left field. Cranepool rounded second, broke for third. Good had trouble, he had to pick it up a second time. Then had no chance to try and make a play. It'll be scored as an error on the shortstop, Dick Brewer. On the third baseman, beg your pardon, Ken Boyer, who went off to his left and got his glove on it. Now Jesse Gander is sitting with runners on first and third and two men down. One run in, the Mets one and the Cardinals nothing. We're in the third inning. Jesse was struck out on a big curve by Gibson in the first inning. Down comes the pitch. Off the outside corner, one ball and no strike. If the Mets win tonight and Cincinnati wins, the Reds regain first place by a half game. Here's the pitch on the way. Just a little bit high, 2-0. Cincinnati does not play tomorrow. They have an open date tomorrow and wind up on Sunday. Gibson and a jam. Runners on first and third. Two down. John with the hitter. And the count. Two balls and no strikes. Now Gibson in the set position. Delivers to Gander. A flash hit hard. Knocked down by Bill White. He throws to Gibson. Covering in time. A great play by White. Beautiful play by first baseman White. He saved the run. He made a head first diving grab of a hard ground ball. That ball was really hit by Jesse Gander. But White saved the day for the St. Louis Cardinals when he smothered it, and from his knees, through the Gibson, he came over to cover. In the third inning, one run. There were two hits, one error, and two left on. Now at the end of two and a half innings, the score, the Mets won, and the Cardinals nothing. Well, a big weekend is here, fans. Just a reminder to stock up on plenty of rain gold extra drive. You know, it's always nice to have some extra rain gold extra dry around the house, especially when friends drop by. So get a six-pack or two or three or four the first chance you get. Rain gold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst because it's food extra dry. Just there and rain gold is the perfect companion to just about any kind of food you can name. 
IBO to snap for a six. Great all by itself. You know, it's no wonder people who like beer best like Ryan's all best of all. The people of that smooth, crisp liveliness is in the special way that Ryan Gold is brewed. It's brewed extra dry. And that's why Ryan Gold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst. Ryan Gold after Ryan Gold. Go join the Midlands along the Ryan Gold Beach. Make it a Ryan Gold weekend at your house. members of the most official family are here in St. Louis for this big series. Bing Devan, who for 17 years served as the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and now is a special assistant to President George Weiss. And Eddie Stanky, who joined the New York Mets as a director of the player development program. Eddie has the misfortune to be suffering from a very heavy cold right now. Here's Robbie by Mike Sinn, and Grandy grabs it, clears the first, he got in. Gandhi to Cranville, and Shannon is out. He took a big swing, and then just topped a slow roller about 10 or 12 feet down the third baseline. Gandhi had to go like a whirling dervish in order to get the runner at first base. Run away, and nobody on. Tim McCarver coming up to hit. McCarver hitting 289 with nine homers and 49 runs out of them. Billy's out in the second inning in Cincinnati. The Reds lead the Bills 1-0 at the end of an inning and a half. Cardinal crowd, much alive now. Jackson winds the pitch to the cover. Low and outside, one ball and no strike. Right side staying alive, won their first game tonight from Kansas City 3-2. Bizarro winning his 19th. Gary Peters, a 20-game winner, will pitch against Lee Krause in the second game at Comiskey Park. Next pitch to McCarver. Brushes him back from the plate. Two balls and no strikes. New York one, St. Louis nothing. The Cardinals hitting last half of the third inning. Let's run it deep in the outfield and around toward right against Tim McCarver. He's one of the real St. Louis stars with a three-game sweep over Philadelphia. Now Jackson behind him, the cab delivers 2-0. Oh. Fastball down the middle of strike, 2-1. Pretty high, made a strong comeback in the second half of this season. Trying to have to win his 11th game of the season. Now McCarver, way back from the plate, count two and one. Right side of the infield, back deep against the left-hand hitter, who turns from the waist. Fouls left, he just got a piece of it, it's two balls and two strikes. Bob Gibson will be up next. Cardinals always have an extra bat in the lineup, but he is pitching, he's a good hitter. Now it's two and two on Tim McCarver. Tim McCarver has accomplished a great deal in the major leagues in a very short period of time. He nailed on the Cardinals' number one backstopping job last year. Jackson Wines, here's the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, he struck him out. Got him with a sinking fastball with almost down in the dirt. Now two outs and nobody had last of the third inning, and Bob Gibson coming up. 
right hand hitter, and he's strong. He's had 15 hits this year. Let's play Gibson toward the middle. The outfield just about straight away, rather deep. Now the pitch on the way, outside and high. One ball and no strike. Alvin against the Cardinals this year has won one and lost one, and last time against St. Louis, five and five. The Mets in their first year had a great pitching duel here in St. Louis between these same two pitchers. Swing and a miss, one ball and one strike. Here's the first game of a Sunday doubleheader with Jackson winning the duel from Gibson, one to nothing. That same year, Alvin had a one-hitter early in the year against Houston. delivery. Long drive. Caught by McMillan. This side is out. Oh, if that ball ever hit. Savage line drive and Ryan McMillan pulled around and made a backhand drive and the side is out. That's the first ball that's been hit hard against Al Jackson. In the third straight inning, the Cardinals get on one, two, three. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Now at the end of three, the New York Mets, one run, four hits. They've had five left. The St. Louis Cardinals, no runs, no hits. They had none left. And now here's the music that says, Ryan Gould's got it cool. There's a whole lot of living being done. A whole lot of living and a lot of fun. Where true beloved be. Along the Ryan Gould's feet. Ryan Gould is as good to your face as it is to your first dog. Strikeouts, putting him in second place in the National League in total strikeouts. Rick Reader is 
Bob Beal of the Pittsburgh Fire. So runner going, the pitch bounced down the short. The player has to go to first base. Road can hit it, and that hands the same. Throw down there and did go charge the ball, threw the ball in the grass, and then dropped it, tried to pick it up again, and didn't make a play. So the Cardinals, who have been guilty of two errors so far, juggling the ball here again in the fourth inning, and we'll see how they score. It's going to be an error against Dick Grove. Cardinals also have made several plays that have been turned into outs because of a good play on the first base end by Bill Wright. So the Mets now have runners in first and second. No one out of batters, Al Jackson, and the Cardinals looking for a bunch. Jackson grounded out to short his first time up. Excuse me, first time up. Batting at 145, 10 base hit, 69 times up. Now action in the bullpen for the Cardinals. First pitch to Jackson, a fastball that's through on the inside corner for a strike. Now it's scored around the button. He tried to take the pitch, but it was in there for a strike. Roger Craig, along with Gordon Richardson, warming up in the bullpen for the Cardinals. A left-hander and a right. Cardinals trailing, one nothing. Mets with runners at first and second. No one out. We're in the top of the fourth. Jackson to go around. He now swings and hits the ball in the left field. A base hit. Going to third base, Johnny Smith. He'll have to hold there as Lou Brock picks it up and fires it in, and the Mets have the bases loaded. Al Jackson, decoying the bat, coming back to swing and drawing the ball right through on the left side in the left field for a base hit, and the Mets have the bases loaded. Moving over to third base, Charlie Smith. Down to second base, Roy McMillan. And the batter coming up is Bobby Cloud. Bobby batting for the second time. He has grown it out the short as two times up. Now the St. Louis Cardinals moving the infield in. They're going to try and cut off the run. No one away. We're in the top of the fourth. The Mets leading one nothing. Bob Gibson with a long look at the signs. Now into the windup and his first pitch to Cloud. Swung on and fouled off at strike one. Bobby batting 217 with three home runs and 13 runs batted in. Mets had the bases loaded in the first inning on two singles and an error, but then Bob Gibson struck out Jim Hickman and Jesse Gonder. He got the side out one, two, three in the second. The Mets scored their one run in the third, sending five men up. Getting two hits, and they're also out. Pitch back to the plate, swung on a miss the curveball at strike two. Gibson with a total of 238 strikeouts, just ahead of Don Drysdale. 0-2 as Gibson checks the signs. Here's the lineup and the pitch back to Cross. He takes in a throw with ball one. Bobby started to go, held off in time. One ball, two strikes. On deck batter, George Altman, who has had two for two. He'll be followed by Joe Christopher if the game goes along that far. Now the wind up, the pitch back, uh, second the swing, he is out. Bobby Cross trying to hold up, went too far, the pitch over to play the third ball, and Gibson picks up his third strikeout. All three of the strikeouts have come with the bases loaded. Now with one away, the batter will be George Altman. George singled the center field, the line drive, singled his first time up, and then came through with a bouncing single through the middle his second time up. His average is 2.29. George, formerly with the St. Louis Cardinals, played here last year. 
Infield now back looking for the double play all the way around with the exception of the third baseman, Ken Boyer. And the first pitch to Edmund. He hits it high in the air, back of the joint drop in the shallow left field. Lou Brock coming in to make the catch. Runners tag up. Brock catches the bat, dropping down the line there. Charlie Smith, and he cannot score. He goes back in the third. Charlie coming down the line about 20 feet and then deciding not to go on the very shallow fly ball to left field. Now with two away, the base is still loaded. The batter will be Joe Christopher. Joe with a base hit his first time up. Second time up, he grounded out the short. Joe batting at 299. He leads the club and runs batted in with 75. He has 15 home runs. The score, one nothing in favor of the Mets. And the pitch to Joe Christopher swung on and a hard swing, strike one. Joe Christopher really taking a cut at that one and missing, actually fouling the ball back in the catcher's glove for a strike. That's giving the St. Louis Cardinals a tough time here tonight. They lead 1-0. Gibson looking for the time. And now he takes too much time. Joe Christopher asked for time and stepped out of the batter's box. Home plate umpire Bill Joukowsky has called a fine game so far. Bob Gibson is set. Time is called by the plate umpire Bill Joukowsky. Cardinals in their fourth will have the top of the batting order. We got a breakthrough here. We haven't had a base runner yet. So now ready for the pitch. Into the windup and here it is. He swings it and misses. Strike two. This crowd really roaring with every pitch. As Gibson now is within one pitch of getting out of a hole. With the bases loaded and nobody out a moment ago, they're still loaded, but now with two out in the fourth. Two strikes, no ball. Ready for the pitch into the windup, and here it is. Fouled out of play into the right field corner. He got around late on a fastball. Hey, a fan reaching for the foul ball almost tumbled over the wall and almost fell down one of the exit ways in the right field corner behind the visiting team's bullpen. Casey Stengel going through all kinds of motions down there, which can be easily interpreted as, don't try to kill the ball, just meet it. Two strikes, no ball. Ready for the pitch. Bob Gibson is ready. And as he takes too much time, Christopher steps out. Now the wind-up time is called. The pitch won't count. Gibson had gone through the motion, but just held the ball. Two strikes and nothing. Bases are jammed. There's the wind-up. Here it is. Now curve ball a little bit high. Two strikes and a ball. Can he get out of this spot? His chances are much better now than they were two outs ago. He'd better get out of it, Harry. We're really in trouble. Two strikes and a ball. There's the windup. Here's the pitch. He struck him out. A curveball. Christopher goes down swinging. And the Mets, having had the bases loaded with nobody out, failed to score. As Faust and Christopher fanned and often popped out. The Mets have stranded eight men in four innings. 
The totals no run. Two hits. One air. Three left. Let's see, maybe that'll be the turning point in this ballgame as the Cardinals have started slowly. And we go into the bottom half of the fourth. Still Mets one, Cardinals nothing. Now let's listen to a cool sound and a message about cool smoking. Ever feel you're not getting what you want in a menthol cigarette? Then it's time you came all the way up to cool. Only cool gives you rich, mellow tobaccos and extra coolness. A refreshing coolness you can feel in your throat. That's why we say... Your cigarette's not tasting cool enough Unless you're smoking cool You're not smoking cool enough Till you come up to cool Cool's menthol magic, right up taste Refreshing all day through Feel extra coolness in your throat As cool comes through for you with the pure white filter. Moving out of the bottom half of the fourth, and before we do, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the voice of the Mets in the Northeast. along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Bush Stadium here in St. Louis. And for one hour, the Mets have had the St. Louis Cardinals on their back. They lead in the ball game one to nothing. Cardinals coming up in the bottom half of the fourth. It has been all the New York Mets. They have scored one run, had six base hits. They have left eight men on. St. Louis Cardinals have had no runs, no hits, and have had no base runner on a base. Al Jackson now all set to go here in the top of the fourth, or actually bottom of the fourth against Kurt Flood. Kurt was a foul out his first time up. Right hand batter batting at 309 and the first pitch by Jackson. Hit hard by the first pitch. Now the left field line and the ball for two. Kurt Flood round in first base. The ball picked up by Altman. Thrown into the shortstop and the Cardinals have their first hit. with his 25th double of the year, his 207 base hit. And now the Cardinals have the time run at second base with no one out. And the batter coming up is Lou Brock. Lou, a left-hand batter, hitting 313. Brock with 14 home runs, 57 runs batted in, a 346 batter with a St. Louis Cardinal since coming over from Chicago. And Jackson, the left-hander, back to the plate. A punt attempt. It's in the air. Jackson coming over to make the call, and he makes the catch. Now catching the ball about 20 feet away from first base, and Lou Brock actually was not sacrificing. He was trying to beat out a bunt. On the play, a good try. If the ball had been on the ground, he would have moved the runner over to third base, and he might have beaten it out. But he popped the ball up, and now the Mets have their first out here in the bottom half of the fourth. And the batter coming up for the Cardinals is Dick Gross. Dick grounded out to short his first time up. His average at 289. Right hand batter with one home run, 69 runs better than. Third flood dancing around at second base. And Jackson to the plate. And the pitcher is hit down the right field line in foul territory. A long run, no one can get to it. Ball dropping in near the bullpen for a strike. 
purpose for coming over, but he too had no chance to get to the ball. So a long foul by Dick Gross. At the end of three, the Cincinnati Reds won, the Philadelphia Phillies nothing. Chris Short working for Philadelphia, 17-9, going for Cincinnati, Jim O'Toole, 17-7. At the end of seven and one-half innings, Pittsburgh two, Milwaukee two. Wilbur Wood acquired from the Red Sox, pitching for the Pirates, Tony Cloninger going for the Milwaukee Braves. Other games in the National League, Pittsburgh and Milwaukee, a doubleheader there, Houston at Los Angeles, and Chicago at San Francisco. Now Jackson, the one strike, is sits back to Grove, right over the top of his head, it's ball one. Dick ducking under the fastball, one ball, one strike. Enthusiasm here at Bush Stadium is rampant. Contrasted with the games at Cincinnati, it's been very quiet over there. The fans here have backed the St. Louis Cardinals almost 25,000 strong in every game. Now the 1-1 pitch not coming off as Jackson spins around, does not throw as he chases first point back to second base. But of course, the tie run in this ball game with one man out in the bottom half of the floor. Now Jackson sets again. He looks at second, back again. And comes to the plate. And the pitch is bounced to short. One going over to third base. Roy McMillan comes up with the ball. Throws to first base for the second out. Roy making the sure out at first base with one man out. Now with two at first. And the batter coming up is Ken Boyer who leads the major leagues and runs battered in. Ken in his 10th season in the major leagues having his greatest year. He has driven in 117 runs. Had 23 home runs. Batting at 296. And when it comes to tabulating the most valuable ball player in the National League, Ken Boyer will be one of the top contestants. Boyer, right hand batter, standing deep in the batter's box. And Al Jackson with the first pitch. It's outside and low, ball one. Kirk had the time run at third base now, bluffing down the line in the first pitch. In their eight-game winning streak, the St. Louis Cardinals have never been behind, but here tonight they trail by a score of one nothing. And the pitch back to Boyer, lying down to second, taken on one hop by Bobby Krause, who's thrown to first base in plenty of time if retires the side. In the inning, the Cardinals get their first base hit, a double by Kirk Flood. There were no errors, and one man was left on base as the Cardinals failed to score. And the score at the end of four, the New York Mets won the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. And now here's Bob. At Cincinnati, the Reds lead the Phillies one to nothing at the end of three with Chris Short dueling against Jim O'Toole. Cincinnati has been getting magnificent pitching. Their team has been in a batting slump. They won 34 innings before they broke through against the Pittsburgh Pirates. The first eight innings of that string of 34 had been against New York pitching. Double-header tonight in Milwaukee. The Pirates and Braves are even 2-2 going to the ninth inning in the opening game. Wilbur Wood on the mound for the Bucks and Tony Kleininger going for his 19th for a very hot ball club, the Milwaukee Braves. Houston playing the Dodgers on the West Coast tonight and later tonight at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. The Giants, with flickering hopes, will host the Chicago Cubs. In the American League, where the magic number is two, the Yankees lead Cleveland five to two. The Yankees sitting in the last of the eighth inning. Whitey Ford, 16 and six, going for the Yanks. Kralik, Bell, John, and McMahon for Cleveland. Big hit in the game, a three-run homer by Tom Trace. 
The White Sox beat Kansas City 3-2 in the first game. Bizarro won his 19th. Second game is just underway. The A's scored us in the first. 20-game winner, Gary Peters, on the mound. Baltimore 9, Detroit 4. They're on the last of the seventh. The Angels 5-4 over Minnesota. Okay, Ralph. Okay, Bob, the first pitch to Ed Tango. Hit deep to center field. Going back by the warning track is Kurt Flood. He turns and makes the catch. Third Flood in the first pitch, catching the ball about 410 feet away. It was Ed Greenfield who singled his last time up to drive in the only run of the ball game. In the third, with a man out, George Altman singled through the middle. He stole second base, went over to third base on a ground out to short by Joe Christopher. And from there, he scored when Greenfield singled in the left. So the Mets lead 1-0, one out here in the top of the fifth, and the batter coming up is Jim Hickman. Jim is 0-2 against the right-hander, Bob Gibson. He looks at the curveball, low and outside for a ball. Jim batting at 259, hot off a great streak in Milwaukee. He has batted at 308 since the All-Star game. Jim being employed against right and left-hand pitching now as the Mets play their final games of the season. And very easily for Jim Hickman, it could mean the starting job for him this coming year after the way he finished up in the 1964 season. He hits the next pitch hard down to the shortstop, taken by Dick Grote. He throws the first pitch to the out. And the hand behind Dick Grote's fielding play, a facetious sort of a yaw because Dick has had trouble here tonight. Now with two away, the batter will be Jesse Gondar. Jesse almost was the star of the game to this point as his last time up. With runners on the bases, the bases occupied at third base by Ed Cranepool and at first base by Jim Hickman. Gonder hit a smash down to first, but Bill White made a sensational play in the ball to keep it from going through, and Gonder was out. And the first pitch to him, a curveball, low and inside, ball one. First time up, Gonder with the bases loaded, looked at a third strike. Actually on the pitch, a sort of a check swing on it, and he was out for the final out of the first inning. He takes again. It's low and outside this time, ball two. Mets leading one nothing. Two men out here in the top of the fifth. Condor batting at 269. Seven home runs, 35 runs batted in. And Gibson back again, a hard fastball for a swing and a miss, strike one. Gibson with four strikeouts. He has given up six base hits, allowed one run. Big, strong right-hander. Making his 39th appearance this year. He comes back again. The ball is hit sharply to the left side by Dick Grote. And into center field. Dick getting a bad hop as the ball went on through. It'll be scored a base hit. So the Mets with their seventh hit. And Gonder now has picked up the pace as he has got his first hit of the ball game. That'll bring up Charlie Smith, the third baseman. Charlie robbed of a base hit on a great play by Ken Boyer his first time up in the second. He then singled by Boyer his second time up. One for two, batting at 240. Mets hitting the ball hard here against Bob Gibson. But Gibson tough in the clutch. He comes in with his first pitch to Smith, a fastball through letter high, strike one. At the end of three and a half, Cincinnati won, Philadelphia nothing. Chris Short against Jim O'Toole. At the end of eight, the New York Yankees five, Cleveland two. Yankees on the verge of eliminating Baltimore. And the pitch to the plate is low and outside, ball one. One ball, one strike. Chicago defeated Kansas City three to two in their first game. In the second, they lead one nothing after one. Lou Krause pitching for the Athletics. Gary Peters, who has 120 going for the Chicago White Sox. 
One ball, one strike. Gibson back again. A curveball, a half-check swing, and a strike two. Bob Gibson with a fast-breaking curveball, a slider, and a blazing fastball. He has struck out 240 batters this year in 280 innings, giving up 247 base hits. And his next pitch, a fastball just outside, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Gibson has an earned run average of 3.01 going to this ball game. He has walked only 81 batters in his 280 innings, but he has been tagged for 25 home runs. Now at 2-2, the pitch to the plate. A breaking pitch it down to short. Goes to his right, up with it. He throws to second base to Javier for the fourth place there. Every tie has a slide. No runs, one hit. No errors, one man left on base. And the score at the end of four and a half, the Mets won, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Now here's Bob. Well, the following special announcement is presented by your friendly neighborhood beer, Rangold Extra Dry, for the express purpose of settling any friendly neighborhood discussions on the matter. The National League record for most home runs in one month by a play-by-play announcer is held by our Mr. Ralph McFerrin Kainer. He hit 16 in September of 1949 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Rain Gold Extra Drive settles all discussions when it comes to beer enjoyment, too. Because Rain Gold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst. It's that extra dry brewing that makes all the difference. Puts Rain Gold in a league all its own. Brewed five people who love beer, four people who love beer. It has no wonder all along the Rain Gold beat. People who like beer best like Rain Gold best of all. Yes, sir, Rain Gold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst. Rain Gold after Rain Gold. All right, Jack, a lot of excitement here at Crosley Field. Beating off the inning, made a pitch and walk. Frank Robinson followed with a single. And then Darren Johnson flying the ball deep to left field. And the left fielder, Alex Johnson, made a sensational catch, reaching over his shoulder, whirled. Through the second for two outs, the first for a triple play. So, at the end of four, it's the red one. The Phillies, nothing. A triple play. Wow. A triple play takes Cincinnati out of the bottom of the fourth inning. And so it's one to nothing reds at the end of four. Here's Bill White to lead off for the Cardinals. The first pitch to Bill. Swung on and a high fly ball to right. Down the line, Christopher coming over, foul territory. He's there and he's got it. White was going for the pump and he almost had the range, but he fouled out to Christopher in the corner. Well, that'll take a little heart out of those reds, Jack. Apparently they would have had a big inning there. A sensational catch by Alex Johnson. And it winds up a triple play. Keep them from scoring at all. The batter here is Javier, with one out in the bottom of the fifth inning, and the Cardinals have had but one base runner. A lot of ground balls hit against Jackson, so he's had his good stuff going for him. He's one and one against the Cardinals this year. The first pitch to Javier. Swung on and hit to third base, and Charlie Smith has the big hop and throws him out. And there are two gone. The triple play over in Cincinnati went from the left fielder to the shortstop to the second baseman to the first baseman. Well, someone's going to have to pop one here to get the Redbirds back into it. The batter is Shannon. He tapped out his first time up. 
Jackson has made very few mistakes in this ballgame. He's breezing. First pitch to Shannon is a strike called in the outside corner. Al Jackson, little fellow, left-handed pitcher, used to be with the Pirates. Five feet, ten inches tall. A real cutie out there in the mound. Sneaky fast with good breaking stuff and good control. He hasn't walked anybody. He's struck out one. He's made the Cardinals hit the ball, and he's made them hit his pitch. There are two out. Meanwhile, the Mets have been all over the bases, but they've scored only once. And lead one to nothing. Shannon waiting. McCarver on deck. Jackson takes his time now. The little lefty looks in and gets a sign from Gonder. The pitch to Shannon is on the way, and it's high. That evens it at one and one. Cleveland's still batting in the ninth inning with the Yankees leading 5-2. They are about to eliminate the Orioles from the pennant chase, despite the fact the Orioles lead 10-4 in the eighth inning against Detroit. Two out here, nobody on, one and one on Shannon. The next pitch to Shannon. A tap over the pitcher's head. The shortstop, McMillan, comes up with it and throws too late. McMillan made a fine play on the ball, fielding it behind second, but he couldn't throw Shannon out, and that's the second Cardinal hit. Boy, that McMillan is getting up there. He's been around a long time, but he can sure cover a lot of ground. He went all, over, all the way over to the second baseman's side of the bag. Made a one-handed pickup of Shannon's slowly hit ball, but had no chance, of course, to throw him out, although he did make the play, Shannon beating it. Well, maybe Tim McCarver can do something about it. Tim got us off and running in one of those ball games against the Phillies, contributed in the others. But he struck out his first time against Jackson, the only strikeout victim for the New York left-hander. Shannon at first base, and they're going to hold him close. Cranepool was going to play behind him. But now they're going to hold Shannon close. Jackson stretches, pitches to McCarver. And it's low inside, ball one. If Tim keeps it going, Gibson will come up. The Yankees have clinched at least a tie for the pennant. They defeated Cleveland 5-2. Baltimore is out of it. The White Sox could only tie now. Shannon with a short lead. The pitch. Strike call to curveball. Stayed in there. Looked like it was going to go outside, but it stayed in. It was at the letters, and it's one and one to McCarver. Tim with nine homers and 49 RBIs, batting 289, playing tonight against the left-hander. Bob Euchre still has a bruised hand. The Redbirds going with their winning lineup. The 1-1 pitch is on the way. There's a fly ball in a short left. It may drop in front of Altman, and he comes in and stares the ball, hangs on to it, and the inning is over. George Altman came racing in, got a great jump on the ball, lunged forward, got it in the webbing of the glove, still continued to run forward to retain his balance and held on to the ball for the putout. And so the Cardinals leave a man on in the fifth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left, and at the end of five, the Mets lead the Cardinals one to nothing. Roy McMillan leads off and fouls the first pitch back from Bob Gibson. McMillan, Jackson, and Klaus in this inning for the Mets. 
One to nothing, New York leading. They've out hit the Cardinals seven to two. McMillan is 0 for 2. Right-handed batter hits one to Javier. Cooley is up with it and throws for the first out. Javier to White for the first out in the New York 6. And the Cardinals 6, Gibson will lead off. Here's the New York pitcher, Al Jackson. He has one of the seven New York hits as he slapped one into left field his last time up. Little fellas hit one home run this year. Driven across four runs for the Mets. Gibson serves one up and a foul rolling back at the feet of the umpire. Strike one. One out and nobody out in the sixth inning. After the White Sox won the first game 3-2 to two from Kansas City, they lead Kansas City 1-0 at the end of two in the second game. It's all over for the Orioles, however. They have been eliminated for the Yankees 1 over Cleveland 5-2. The pitch to Jackson. High and away. Washington and Boston not scheduled. Angels beat Minnesota 5-4. Clinched at least a tie for fifth. And Baltimore leads Detroit in the ninth inning 10-4. The pitch to Jackson. Swung on and missed. Strike two. The pitch was on the outside corner and Jackson took a cut and missed. There are two games on the coast in the National League tonight. Houston at Los Angeles, Chicago at San Francisco, where the Giants still have a mathematical chance. The delivery. Jackson hits one to Groth. Big hop. Throw to first. Two out. So two quick outs in the sixth inning here, and leadoff hitter Bobby Klaus comes up. Klaus is 0 for 3 in the ballgame. Pittsburgh and Milwaukee are going into extra innings in the first game of their doubleheader, 2-2. Wood against Kloniger. Klaus has twice been thrown out by Grove the last time up there with the base loaded and nobody out. He fanned. A pitch inside. The Mets are playing without Ron Hunt this evening. The all-star second baseman has been bothered with a bad back the past month or so. The next one from Gibson... He was going to bunt, but took a strike, and it's one and one. One to nothing, Mets. The pitch coming, and a foul as he tried to hold up on the swing. The ball hit the bat, and it's one and two. McCarver sends a new one to the mound to Gibson. The Mets got a run on the third, on a single by Altman, a stolen base, an infield out, and a base hit by Crane Poole. They've left nine men on in five and two-third innings. Klaus is in the hole. The pitch from Gibson. And a curveball got him. Struck him out. That's the fifth strikeout for Gibson. And Klaus knew he was gone. And down in order go the Mets. The Cardinals come to bat in the sixth. And they trail New York one to nothing. Now here's some weekend enjoyment music. Yeah. <laughs> 
bottom half of the sixth. The first batter up for the Cardinals will be Bob Gibson against Al Jackson. The Mets leading one to nothing. Well, the Baltimore Orioles defeated Detroit ten to four, but that will not help them one bit, as they have been eliminated from the American League race when the Yankees defeated Cleveland five to two. Of course, they still are contesting Chicago for second place. White Sox winning their first game three to two. They lead in the second one to nothing. Luke Rouse pitching for Kansas City against Gary Peters. White Sox still with a chance. The magic number for the Yankees is one. Bob Gibson, who lined out the short, his first time up, batting for the second time. He's batting 161 with 15 hits and 93 times up. Good play in the ball by Roy McMillan. And Gibson starts the swing, holds up, but not in time. It's a strike. Bill Joukowsky, the umpire behind home plate, umpiring at first base. Chad Crawford, Ed Vargo, the umpire at second, and Al Foreman, the umpire at third. They have been here through the last series, now starting the final series right here in Bush Stadium. The next pitch is fouled over the top of the roof at strike two. Al Jackson with a fastball on the outside part of the plate, picking up a second strike. Well, ironically, the Baltimore Orioles and the Philadelphia Phillies, the two teams that led most of the way, the major league races are falling out of the race as other teams have come up to contest the lead. Have come up to contest it. Next pitch to Gibson is fouled off to the left side on the ground, bouncing over the dugout into the stands. Count stays at 0 2. Philadelphia Phillies led in the National League for 130 days. Now they are in third place, two and a half games back. Al Jackson taking a look, a long look at the signs. And he goes into the windup. And his pitches hit foul again, again over toward the dugout of the St. Louis Cardinals. And the cat holds it on too. At the end of two and a half innings, Chicago won, Kansas City nothing. Lou Cross pitching for the Athletics. Gary Peters for the Chicago White Sox. Jackson once again into the windup. His two-strike delivery hit down the short. McMillan to his right. Up with it. He goes over to first base, and the throw is in time. Throw just a little bit high, and Eddie Greenbull had to go up to come down with the ball. He made the play with no trouble. Bill Gibson is out for the first out. In the bottom half of the sixth, the Mets leading one to nothing. That brings up Kurt Floyd, who had the first base into the ball game against Al Jackson. Al had retired nine in a row before giving up a double to Floyd in the fourth. After that, Mike Shannon beat out a hit back at second base for the two hits the Cardinals have had against the left-hander. Mets have had a total of seven hits. They have been most productive with the base hits, but they have left nine men on. First pitch to Kurt Flood. It's high ball one. Jackson with a fastball. One ball, no strike. Flood now batting 310 with 25 doubles. And he has 207 hits this year, 668 times up. One old pitch hit foul back of home plate. One ball, one strike. What has scored 95 runs, had three triples, four home runs. He has driven in 45 runs. 
Jackson shaking yes on the 1-1 side. And here's the 1-1 pitch. Change up at too low, ball two. In the National League, the most at bats in one season, official times at bat, set by Forrest Jensen of the Pittsburgh Pirates back in 1936. He was at bat 696 times. So Kurt Flood just 28 behind the National League record. Here's a 2-1 pitch, low and outside, ball three. Three balls and one strike. In the American League, the record is 692 times for 162-game season, set by Bobby Richardson of the New York Yankees in 1962. For 154-game season, the record is 679, set by Harvey Keene in 1953. Now the 3-1 delivery. It is in there, a slider for a called strike. That fills it out, the three balls and two strikes, with Lee Brock on deck. Three balls, two strikes. And Jackson now into the windup. And his pitch. Hit hard down the third. A two-hopper taken by Charlie Smith. He goes over to first base in time for the out. Two away in the ground. One to short, one to third. And now the batter will be Lou Brock. Lou tried to bunt his way on his last time up and popped up the ball. It was caught by Al Jackson. His first time up, he was out in a good play by Ed Greenfall when Jackson came over to take a very... Hard throw on a close play at first. So Brock is 0 for 2. His average now 313. That's 1-0. Two men out, bottom half of the sixth. The first pitch by Jackson. A perfect pitch in the outside corner for a strike. Brock with a good chance to have 200 base hits this year. He has a total of 196. And the left-hander back to the left-hand batter. And this time he misses low and outside. One ball, one strike. That's one run on seven hits. The Cardinals, no runs and two. One-one delivery. Swung on and missed the breaking pitch. Swing going too far, strike two. Brock tried to hold up, but had gone around too far. That moves the count out Jackson's way. One ball, two strikes. Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. That game going to extra innings. The score tied 2-2. Wilbur Wood going for the Pirates against Tony Cloninger. And Milwaukee now batting in the bottom half of the tenth. Moniger looking for his 19th win. One-two delivery, way outside. Brock starts the swing, holds up in time. It's ball two. Two balls, two strikes. If a ball club has an edge against the St. Louis Cardinals, it might be with left-hand pitching. Jackson looking for the sign, goes into the windup. And his pitch back to the plate. Swung on and missed strike three. And every time is aside. And Lou Brock fooled completely on the pitch. Cardinals have a record of 26 and 25 against left-hand pitching, which is considerably below their overall record for the season. 
The strikeout for Jackson was his second in the ball game. In the inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, and no one left on base. And the score through six, the Mets won the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. You know how folk music is pretty popular these days? Well, right here's a word about a cigarette that's pretty popular, too. Today, most menthol cigarettes are pretty much alike. But here's a wonderful exception. Cool Filter Kings. You see, only cool gives you rich, mellow tobaccos and extra coolness. A refreshing coolness you draw free and easy through Cool's pure white filter. An extra coolness you feel in your throat. Listen. Your cigarette's not tasting cool enough unless you're smoking cool. You're not smoking cool enough till you come up to cool. Cool's menthol magic brightens taste. Refreshing all day through. Feel extra coolness in your throat. Top of the seventh, the Mets in front, one nothing. A slight delay here as George Altman takes plenty of time to come up to the batter's box. Bob Gibson has been ready to go for about 15 seconds now, and George trying to slow him down. Altman has two hits and three times up in the ball game. One time he was out the left field on the fly ball. He'll be followed by Joe Christopher and that Ed Greenville. And Gibson now all set to go as Altman steps in. And his first pitch. It is too high and inside for ball one. One ball, no strike. George taking the pitch, possibly looking for a knockdown pitch. One time this year, Bob Gibson lost a victory when he was way out in front and got involved in a knockdown contest and was ejected in the fourth inning. A hard swing at the next pitch. One ball, one strike. If he had picked up that win, he couldn't go to him because he had not worked five innings. He would have a record of 19 instead of 18 and 11. One ball, one strike. The pitch back to Altman. Hit off the hands in the center field. Kurt Platt standing quickly now is under the ball, and he makes the catch. And right now, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. 810 on your dial. WGY Schenectady, the voice of the Mets in the Northeast. Connor along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from St. Louis, Missouri. The Mets in front one to nothing as they bat in the top of the seventh. After one away, the batter now will be Joe Christopher. Joe was one hit and three times up. His average at 2.99. Right hand batter. And Bob Gibson with the first pitch. A fastball through, too far inside. It's ball one. At the end of five and a half, Cincinnati won, Philadelphia nothing. Chris Short against Jim O'Toole. In that ball game, the Philadelphia Phillies pull off a triple play against the Cincinnati Reds. Pitch back to the plate, a curveball outside. Two balls, no strike. Reds had runners at first and second base with no one out, and Alex Johnson caught a fly ball hit by Darren Johnson, and it was turned into a triple play. Now action in the bullpen for the St. Louis Cardinals. Next pitch to Christopher popped up in foul territory. Coming over the third baseman, Ken Boyer, he might have room, and he makes the catch. Ken Boyer gets in the ball right against the top that is against the box seat area down on the third base side. 
So Bob Gibson has his second out. And here now pitch to Eddie Creamfield, who has driven in the only run in the ball game. It was Ed Singer who left field that scored George Altman in the third. Ed with a base hit and three times up, batting a 2.51. And he takes the fastball outside, ball one. Gordon Richardson warming up in the bullpen. Along with knuckleballer Barney Schultz, who is getting a lot of credit for putting the St. Louis Cardinals right where they are. He has relieved in five of the last six ball games for the Cardinals. And he has done a great job. One old pitch hit off the end of the bat, looped over the third baseman's head into center field. A broken bat base hit for Greenpool. He rounds at first base and holds there as Lou Brock throws in the second. Go ahead now, two hits and four times up. The Mets with eight base hits in the ball game, they lead one to nothing. And the batter for the match will be Jim Hickman. Jim has struck out, reached first base on an error, and grounded out in his three appearances. His average at 258. Gibson in the stretch position. His first pitch is taken in there for a call strike. A fastball through over the heart of the plate at the knees. Pittsburgh and Milwaukee all over now. Milwaukee Braves winning 3-2 as Tony Cloninger picked up his 19th win. And the next pitch is a curveball swung on a miss, strike two. Losing pitch in their ballgame, Wilbur Wood. So Milwaukee still with a chance to finish in fourth place. Cincinnati now in the sixth. Scoring two runs, they now lead three to nothing. Now the two-strike pitch, swung on a miss, strike three, and every tie is aside. Second strikeout against Jim Hickman, the sixth in the ballgame for Bob Gibson. In the inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on. And the score, at the end of six and a half innings, the New York Mets won, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Well, they're standing here in the home half of the seventh, right here in St. Louis, and in case you've ever wondered about who invented the seventh inning stretch, it's generally agreed that the custom originated with President William Howard Taft. Taft was really a great baseball fan. And one day during a game at Pittsburgh, he stood up to stretch his legs a little bit. The fan, thinking the president was about to leave, stood up in respect. Soon the crowd realized that the president was only stretching, and the idea of rising in the home half of the seventh became a baseball tradition. Another baseball tradition... One that goes back a long way is a refreshing glass of beer, too, while you're enjoying the game. And all along the Rheingold beat, when people think of beer, well, they think of Rheingold Extra Dry. Rheingold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst. Rheingold after Rheingold. And there's no time like the present to stretch for a refreshing Rheingold Extra Dry. Try it. Half of the seventh, the Mets in front, one to nothing. The first man up for the St. Louis Cardinals will be Dick Rose. Dick has grounded out his two times against Al Jackson, grounding out the short. He has an average of 289. Right hand batter standing deep in the batter's box, and the crowd here at St. Louis behind their team to get back in the ball game. The Cardinals. Rating 1-0, and the Cincinnati Reds have entered the bottom half of the sixth with two runs in. They lead in that ballgame 3 to nothing. 
fifth to Dick Grove taken in there for a foul strike. A fastball on the outside part of the plate, better half. It'll be Dick Grove, Ken Boyer, and Bill White against the left-hander Al Jackson. Three, four, and five batters right here in the bottom half of the seventh. And the one-strike delivery. Taken in again, foul strike two. Jackson over the outside part of the plate again, this time around the belt. So he goes out in front of 0 2. Now, has struck out two batters, getting Lou Brock to end the sixth and getting Tim McCarver in the middle of the third. His two strike delivery outside. He tries with a fastball, misses away. It's one ball, two strikes. One ball, two strikes, no one out, bottom half of the seventh. Mets leading 1 0. And a very exciting ball game. Here's Jackson at 1 2, and he misses again, low and outside, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Starting pitchers for Houston, Danny Coombs pitching for the Colt 45s against Pete Rickard for the Los Angeles Angels. Dodgers, pardon me. Dodgers with Pete Rickard, Coombs for the Houston Colt 45s. Two balls, two strikes. Jackson back again. And the pitch this time is inside at ball three. Full count now on Dick Rowe. Pitch was close, but not in there. And Jackson now in danger of walking his first man. Jackson walking around the pitching rubber before taking a sign. Jeffy Gunner sending the signs out to the pitching mound. And Jackson all set to go. And the pitch. It is inside ball four, and Jackson puts Dick Road off. Pitch just off the inside corner, and that's the first man that Jackson has walked, and it brings up Ken Boyer. Rounded out to second base as two rounds up. He's batting 296. Now Tom Parsons drops out to the bullpen. And looks as though he's going to warm up. Time run at first base. No one out, bottom half of the seventh. Ken Boyer, the batter. That's not looking for the bunt. And the first pitch is inside, ball one. Again, just off the inside part of the play. And Jackson asks for a new ball. Tom Parsons warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. The first action they have had. Several times in the ball game, the Cardinals have had warm-up action with Bob Gibson giving up eight base hits but holding the Mets to a one-nothing lead. Field set for the double play, looking for the double play. Jackson looking for the sign. Now he's set. And he puts back to Boyer. Third ball outside, just outside, ball two. Philadelphia Phillies out in the top of the seventh inning. The Cincinnati Reds leading in that ball game three to nothing. A must win for Cincinnati. Philadelphia loses, or the St. Louis Cardinals win, the Phillies are eliminated from the National League race, along with 
the San Francisco Giants. Two balls, no strike. Jackson back again, and the pitch is popped up on the infield. Roy McQuillan underneath the ball, calling for it. And he waits for it and makes the catch. A high pop-up, and Ken Boy is out. One away in the bottom half of the seventh, and it brings up Bill White. Bill has grounded out and fouled out and is two times up, batting at 302. Left hand batter with 19 home runs, 97 runs batted in. He's finished very strongly. Jackson taking a look at Roy McCullen to straighten out who's going to cover and a ball hit back to the pitching mound. Outfield shaded third right field and deep. And Jackson now with his first pitch is hit foul. White going for a pitch way inside, firing the ball off to the right side for strike one. Dick Grote not being held on by Ed Crane for Ed looking for all the defensive room he can get at first base. The Mets leading one to nothing. It was Bill White that made the play that kept the lead in one nothing. And he made a great play on Jesse Gonder in the third. At that time, runners were on first and third. And the play was the third out of the inning. Now Jackson cuts. His one strike pitch is hit off the hands in the right field. Bill Christopher waiting around. He makes the catch. Bill Al Jackson jamming Bill White, getting a fly ball to right field. Hit very softly, and the Mets have picked up their second out here in the bottom half of the seventh. Now with two away, the batter will be Julio Javier. Javier, a right-hand batter, 0 for 2. Out one time on an outstanding play by Bobby Klaus, the second baseman. There have been plays all over this field by both sides. And it reflects in the scores, the Mets lead 1 0. Javier with a wide spread stance, batting at 242. Now Pool holding against the runner at first base, and the first pitch is hit back to the middle, picked up on one hop by Al Jackson. He goes to first base and it retires aside. Bill Jackson, after walking the lead batter in the seventh inning, gets three in a row to retire the side. No hits, no runs, no errors, a walk, a man left on base, and the score at the end is seven. The New York Mets, one run on eight hits. The St. Louis Cardinals, no runs, and two. Other scores in the National and the American League. At the end of six and one-half innings, Cincinnati three, Philadelphia nothing. Chris Short working for the Phillies. Jim O'Toole working on the shutout for the Cincinnati Reds. Reds trailing St. Louis by one-half game. They trail by one full game in the last column. Milwaukee defeated Pittsburgh 3-2. The winning pitcher, Tony Kroninger, is record now 19-14. and 14. Wilbur Wood, the loser, he went all the way. That is the first of two. Houston at Los Angeles. Coombs going for the course against Pete Rickard for the Dodgers. Chicago also scheduled out on the course against San Francisco. The New York Yankees defeated Cleveland 5-2 to, to reduce their magic number to one, eliminating Baltimore. Winning pitcher, Wally Ford, he is now 17-6, and six, losing pitcher critic. Tresha Holman in the third with two men on. Chicago defeated Kansas City 3-2 two two in their first game. Bazaar Wayne has 19th against 9. In the second ball game, Chicago won, Kansas City nothing. Blue Cross going for the Athletics and Gary Peters pitching for Chicago. That's a must win for the Chicago White Sox. Baltimore defeated Detroit to no avail in the race. They still have second base place to fight for, and they won that game 10-4. Robert Roberts, a winning pitcher, 13 and 7, 
Losing pitcher was Joe Sparmer. Rex Robinson and Demeter home runs. L.A. over Minnesota 5-4. Kelso, the winning pitcher, Kilbrew, hitting his 49th in that game. And now here's Bob. Okay, Ralph, Jesse Gandy swings and whacks it foul as we go to the year's inning. A one-to-nothing thriller in favor of the New York Mets. The Mets have out hit the Cardinals 8-2, to two, but the Mets have had 10 left on base, the Redbirds just three. Landing. In comes the pitcher. Ground ball straight to short. Fielded by Dick Grote. He pegs across to Bill White. He racing Gander as the first man up in the eighth inning. One away and nobody on. Now Charlie Spitt coming up. Charlie has one hit and three times at bat. Left-hander Gordon Richardson. Right-hander Barney Schultz are warming up in the Cardinal bullpen. Charlie, feet close together, bent slightly from the waist. Looks at a curve that's low under the knees. One ball and no strikes. Lone run of the game scored by the New York Mets on a run-scoring single by Greenpool. Now the slider outside. Two balls and no strikes. Eddie drove the run. George Altman across the plate back in the third inning. Let's have Gibson in lots of hot water in the first three innings, but the hard-throwing right-hander was equal to the task. Now he winds the 2-0 delivery. This one is a strike on the outside corner, 2-1. The Mets had eight left on in the first four innings, and on four occasions, Gibson struck out a hitter with the bases loaded. Now the 2-1 delivery, a drive in the other right field. In comes Shannon, makes the catch. Series of outstanding fielding plays in this play here tonight in St. Louis. Charlie Smith hung out a hard line drive to right in Shannon, racing right straight in, reached down and picked it off before it hit the grass. Now two outs and nobody on. The hitter is Roy McMillan. Roy Roy for two has been on base once, leans in and takes it. It's outside, one ball and no strikes. Gibson winds and deals. Matt draws the bunny's way on, but misses on the bunny attempt. One ball, one strike. Roy running up on that one, trying the bunny's way on base. Al Jackson coming out on deck. Cardinals have the infield and the outfield straight away with Boyer protecting the line. Now the breaking ball is over a strike. One ball and two strikes on Roy McMillan. Three outs and nobody on top of the eighth inning. New York one, St. Louis nothing. Gibson a fast worker. Deals to the plate. A swing and a miss. He's spreading out and the fan has been retired. Bob Gibson's seventh strikeout of the ball game. That's the first time that Roy McMillan has been struck out since the 26th of August. Roy had been up 108 times without being struck out. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. Now at the end of seven and a half innings, the score, the Mets won and the Cardinals nothing. Time out on the field and time in for Rango. There's a lot of living being done, a lot of living and a lot of fun. Where to be a lover's 
Eddie Spezio is going to be the pinch hitter here. Two out and nobody on base. Cardinals in their ninth will have the top of the batting order. Ed Spezio, a bonus player. Out of Joliet, Illinois. Right-handed batter who's had three hits this season. Batting 273. Kurt Flood would be next if he can get something stuck. Straddles a plate. Jackson winds. Here's the pitch on the way. It's a fastball, low and away, ball one. One ball and no strike. What a crazy quote race this has been, especially this last two weeks. One ball, no strikes. The windup, here's the pitch on the way. It's a strike call popped out of Gonder's glove. One ball, one strike on Spezio. Out of Joliet, Illinois. The Bills are making a little noise, and we'll find out about it in a moment. But right now, there's two men out. Nobody on base, and Eddie Spezio the bat. One ball and one strike. There's the wind now, and here's the pitch on the way. There's a line drive, and it's a foul ball. Into the right field corner. Quickly, Roy, what's happening in... Cincinnati. The Phillies in the top of the eighth have run as his first and second with only one out. Tony Taylor is the batter. All right, we'll be back at you in a moment. Two men are out. Spezio the batter. He broke his bat on that foul ball. Bobby Baker, the Cardinal bat boy, brings a new one out to him. Maybe this is that extra base bat he just got. Cardinals being blanked by the Mets. One to nothing. Now the sign. Two strikes and a ball. Into the windup. The pitch is on the way. There's a line drive. Base hit in the left field. A lumper. And Spezio is on. And we're alive here in the eighth. Although there are two out. Spezio loops a single in the left field. And here is Kurt Flood now. That at least assures Boyer of one more chance at the plate in this ballgame. A pinch runner coming out. Maxville is going to run for Spezio. Here's a pitch, and it's almost getting away from the catcher, but he knocks it down. One ball, no strikes. Two men are out. Excitement up in Cincinnati, too, but we got to hold it here now. Kurt Flood the batter with a tying run at first base and two out. Maxville can run, an extra base hit could score. Now ready. There's the stretch. The pitch to Kurt Flood. Here it is. And it's inside ball two. Lou Brock would be next. Two balls, no strikes. Two men are out. A runner at first base. Ball 
ball game in the bottom of the eighth. The Mets out in front one to nothing. Now Al Jackson gets ready. A left-hander and a right-hander down in the bullpen. Will Hunter's the left-hander. And Parsons is the right-hander. Kurt Flood waiting. Two balls, no strikes. Here's the stretch, the hesitation. Here's the pitch on the way. He had a home run cut. Missed, snap throw down to first. Maxville gets back. He almost caught Maxville going the wrong way. Two balls and a strike on Kurt Flood. He doubled in the fourth. Cardinals have made only three hits. Two balls, one strike. The outfield shades Flood towards left. He hits one for distance every now and then, you know. Here's the stretch. And now the pitch on the way. Fouled out of play. He was going to right field on that one. That evens it up with two balls, two strikes. Quickly in Cincinnati, Roy, what is it? Well, Harry, the Bills have finally broken the ice and scored a run. They now have runners at first and third with one out. Johnny Callison will be the batter as Billy McCool takes over from Jim O'Toole. Runners at first and third with one out for the Phillies. A run in. They trail three to one, and Callison's the batter up there. Here it's Flood batting with a runner at first and two out. Here's Al Jackson getting ready. The stretch from the belt. The pitch. A high pop foul out of play off to the right, into the stands, onto the roof. Let's pause quickly. This is the Cardinals Baseball Network. This is Harry Carey with Jack Buck at beautiful Bush Stadium. The Cardinals trail one to nothing in the bottom of the eighth. A runner at first base down, Maxville, two out. Kurt Flood the hitter. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the stretch. And here's the pitch. There's the line drive. Base hit. Right field. Maxville's going to stop. He's going to try for third. Here's the long throw. He is face fighting. One holds at first. He have runners at first and third and two out. Listen to this crowd. Kurt Flood came through with his 208th head of the season. A line drive in the right field. Now let's go to Cincinnati for a moment. What's happening there, Ryan? The situation's still the same. Runners at first and third with uh, one out. Here's a quarter run. The score is three to one. And Johnny Callison still batting the count one and two. Here's Casey Stengel coming out of the dugout. The veteran, 75-year-old manager of the New York Mets. One of the unforgettable characters of baseball. Casey out talking to his pitcher, Al Jackson. At Cincinnati, Johnny Callison, the batter. Let's see if anything has happened to him yet. Not yet, Harry. Still the count, one and two. He's awaiting the delivery now from uh, left-hander Billy McCool. All right, Bill McCool is relieved over there. And has a count of two strikes and a ball on Callison. Here, we have Maxville at third, Flood at first, and Lou Brock is the batter. Brock has been an easy out three times. Once on a strikeout. Once on a pop bunt to the pitcher. And the other time on a slow roll to the first baseman. Left-handed batter up there. The crowd is alive now. First Cardinal runner to reach third. 
back inside the runner to reach third. Here's the stretch. The pitch now to Brock. Here it is. There's a hot shot. Oh, hits the umpire. And the run scores. The game is tied. Oh, let's see what they rule here. Runner has to go back. The ball's got to be got to be in play. And the tying run is in. Let's see. Got to go back, Aaron. Runner has to go back to third because the ball had not passed the fielder. And the bases are going to be loaded. Maxwell has to return to third base. He can only get one base on it. It hit the second base umpire, Eddie Vargo. The shortstop was in line with that ball, although it was hit like a bullet. We got a tough break that the run don't score, but we got a good break, perhaps, that it hit the umpire. Because McMillan was right in line, although the ball was hit like a bullet. And Dick Road is the hitter now with the bases loaded. Brock is credited with a hit on the play. All the runners in advance on Except a run cannot score on the play. Johnny King comes out to talk to Bill Jackowski about it. The second base umpire, Eddie Vargo, was hit by a hot smash off the bat of Lou Brock. You don't know whether McMillan would have fielded the ball or not, but he was right in line. So, actually, we we get a break. We'll reach you the ruling in a moment. But right now, here's Lou Brock at first. Kurt Flood at second. Dal Maxwell at third. And Dick Roth the battle. Drew has grounded out twice and walked. A base hit now would put the Cardinals into the lead. The ball had not advanced past the infielder. Had it hit the umpire behind the infielder, they could have gone as far as they wanted. Now let's go here. Dick Drew the hitter. We need a base hit. Al Jackson winds. Here's the pitcher on the way. It's a fastball wide. Ball up. One ball, no strikes. The outfield bunches grow towards right. All kinds of room in left center. We're in the bottom of the eighth. It all started with two outs. One ball, no strike. Al Jackson gets set. Here's the windup now. Here's the pitch. A local fly ball right field. It's going to be caught by Christopher on the run. The inning is over. Road flies to Christopher in right field, who made a running catch. Three hits, no runs, no errors, three left. And at the end of eight here, it's the Mets one, the Cardinals nothing. Ralph, it's just too much. Well, Bob, it is too much, and tomorrow you'll be able to see it as well as here, because both of the games coming up after this game will be on television. The Mets will play St. Louis tomorrow in the day game. Game time in New York will be 12.55, and then Sunday, the final game of the season, game time at 2.25 in New York, and both those games will be on television. This has been one of the most exciting ball games ever played, I'm sure of that, because we have seen all kinds of circumstances, including a situation where an umpire was hit by a line drive with a man on first and third, the run could not score, the Phillies in the same time, at the same time, going ahead in Cincinnati, and uh, right here, the St. Louis Cardinals being held as they are out in the bottom half of the eighth. A new pitcher in the ball game for the St. Louis Cardinals, it's knuckleballer 
Barney Schultz, who has spent 18 years in the minor leagues. Barney being called back up by the St. Louis Cardinals and doing a yeoman's job as a relief pitcher, the one department that they have missed all season long. So Barney Schultz being introduced in the ball game, he gets a fine hand. He has worked in five of the last six games for the St. Louis Cardinals. And at one time, Barney worked in nine consecutive games for the Chicago Cubs to tie the National League record, which was recent, first set by Elroy Pace. Alvin Jackson pitching a tremendous five-hitch shutout in blanking the St. Louis Cardinals in stopping their long win streak and in prolonging the dramatic National League pennant race. Jackson being hit by his teammates as he hits toward the runway and on into the clubhouse with a little left-hander turning in a magnificent performance. Once before in the three-year history of the New York Mets, Alvin hooked up against Gibson here in St. Louis and walked off the field a one nothing winner. Tonight, he is now headed toward the clubhouse with a victory in his back pocket, his third shutout of the year, his 11th victory of the season, by far and away the most dramatic ball game the Mets have been in and won all season long. Charlie Smith throwing out the final hitter, Julian Javier. In the ninth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. Well, Ralph, when we came to the ballpark tonight, you could sense that there was excitement in the air. When the Mets flew from Milwaukee, they were determined to break their losing streak. I think they were more keyed up for this series than any series in the three years of their history. Alvin Jackson determined to pitch a hell of a ball game, and what a game he pitched. Well, Bob, there's no doubt about that. And the excitement extending all the way through the ball game and one of the best played ball games all the way around that you'll ever want to see. Incidentally, Bob, which you forgot to mention, I believe, the Mets won their 52nd ball game and they have now set their all-time record for games won in one season. It was their 18th victory on the road, make it 19th victory on the road, which also was an all-time high. Incidentally, in this ball game, the Mets scored the only run of the ball game in the third inning. Bobby Cross rounded out the short. Then George Altman singled through the middle. It was his second base hit of the ball game off starting pitcher Bob Gibson. Altman then stole second base, went to third when Joe Christopher grounded out to short. Slow hit ground ball that was juggled by Dick Grove, but Dick got it in time to throw on the first base. Then with two men away, Ed Cranepool singled the left field to drive in George Altman with, with what proved to be the only run of the ball game. Mets in the scoring scored one run on nine hits. They left ten men on base. The losing pitcher was Bob Gibson, his record 18 and 11 now. The winning pitcher, Al Jackson, his record 11 and 16, and now has become the top winner for the Mets this year with his 11th victory. Last year, he led the club with 13. Al now has three shutouts for the 1964 season, seven lifetime shutouts, and his 11th complete game ties Tracy Stoward, who had led the ball club in that department. Bob, uh, <laughs> it's hard to figure this race out because... If Cincinnati loses, it still means the Giants, who are in fourth place, still have a chance to tie for first place in the National League with the other three clubs. They sure do. The National League is an amazing, unbelievable finish when you remember that when Cincinnati went into Philadelphia to open a three-game series at County Knight Stadium, on the 18th, they were some seven and a half games back. They drove to the top, but as they were driving, driving along side by side were the St. Louis Cardinals. We had the longest weeks of the year going in both directions in the National League in the stretch drive. That's the only way it could have happened. The Reds putting together a nine-game winning streak. The Cardinals an eight-game win streak. The Phillies, on the other hand, have lost ten straight ball games. 
You know, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, Ralph, and if the Phillies do not win the pennant, I'm sure it'll be a nightmare to Gene Mott for a long time to come. If they had won only two games of the last ten, they'd still be on top. It doesn't take much to go when you have two teams winning like the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds. The last loss by the St. Louis Cardinals was to the Mets back on September 23rd. The Mets won that game 2-1 as Galen Sisko picked up the win. At that time, the Cardinals were five games out and Cincinnati was four and a half games out. And of course, the whole thing has reversed since that time with St. Louis coming on to win eight straight. They now have had their victory streak stopped. The Reds do not play tomorrow. They are idle. They finish up against the Phillies on Sunday. The Cardinals do play tomorrow, playing the Mets here in St. Louis. If the Cardinals win tomorrow, if the Cardinals win tomorrow, they will lead by one full ball game. And the only way they can emerge with a tie when the season is over is if the Mets win then on Sunday and they win their game from Philadelphia. Well, we've seen Al Jackson fit some marvelous ball games in the three years. The game little left-hander from Houston, Texas, has been with the Mets. None more thrilling than the masterful shutout he carved tonight in cooling off red-hot St. Louis Cardinal bats. That's what have propelled the Cardinals through an eight-game win streak and have taken them to the top of the National League standings. Ralph, as a former ball player, if you were on the Cincinnati Club tomorrow with a day off and the Cardinals playing, it'd be a nervous day to face back and forth, wouldn't it? I think I'd go out to ballpark and take about six hours of batting practice if I were in that spot. At least that way you would wear out the nervous condition that you would generate. The only way you look at it, it's going to go right down to the final day, which is Sunday afternoon. And the San Francisco Giants in fourth place are still alive. They must win. They must win tonight. They must win tomorrow. They must win the next day. The Phillies are now a game and a half back. The Giants are playing later tonight at Candlestick Park, and they are still alive. So it's been a big night in this almost unbelievable finish to the National League race. Well, the Mets win it here, one nothing. Al Jackson winning his 11th victory, and that wraps up another New York Mets game brought to you by Rheingold Extra Dry and Cool Cigarettes. Rheingold is as good to your taste as it is to your thirst because it's brewed extra dry. Be sure you have plenty of Rheingold Extra Dry and Ice. It's the favorite beer millions all around the Rheingold beat. Smoother, crisper, livelier, Rheingold after Rheingold. Now, this is Ralph Connor saying so long for Bob Murphy. Lindsay Nelson, our producer Joe Gallagher, our statistician Matt Wake, and our engineer Sandy Alper. And of course for the brewers of Rheingold Extra Dry and the makers of Cool Cigarettes. Enjoy extra coolness you can feel in your throat. Smoke cool with a pure white filter. Final score of the first game of this three-game series is vital series for the St. Louis Cardinals. The Mets one run, the St. Louis Cardinals no runs. So long everybody, this is the New York Mets Baseball Network.